So let's see. I just got home from a little gathering, not quite a party, but let's see how many people were there. Two, four, six, ten tops. It was like a little dinner party. Um, it was nice. I like these kind of events. I actually do like meeting new people. I like different perspectives. I like different ways of life. I, this this house was like very boho, like a bohemian aesthetic, you know, which is like a lot of stuff, a lot of color, a lot of wall coverings, a lot of fabrics and textures. It's not my style, but I like different things. I'm open-minded, fundamentally. I'm interested in experience. And like on the big five personality test or any personality test, I just, I really max out with like openness to new experience, which is, by the way, not to toot my own horn, a sign of intelligence because to learn things, you have to kind of be curious and have an open mind. Why am I talking about this? I, I guess I just need to talk about my day. Another day in cancellation. <laughs> um, I first want to say that I appreciate everyone that's listening and the feedback that you give me. I take it on board. I think about it. I got some notes, for instance, on my last podcast about the Echo Park Lake homeless cleanup stuff. And I know I came across in that podcast as quite selfish and like superficial, which was a rhetorical device I was using because basically, you know, it's kind of like you, you can't say anything, you know, because people misunderstand you. The theme music of this podcast is me playing on the piano, Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. But it's kind of like the story of my life. Like, I'm going to get misunderstood, period. I can't say everything I'm thinking. And I wish I could just play it for comedy, like the girls on Red Scare do. You know, like, I wish I could just be funny. But, like, since I talk with myself, like, I'm just not, not always funny. And... It's just not possible for me to like cover all the bases all the time. So in that last episode about this homeless encampment getting booted out of a park, I was making this like argument that like if your issue is compassion, where's the compassion for me and my friend group? Like if your whole thing is compassion toward why does it only go toward homeless people? Like why doesn't it go to the neighbors of the park? Why doesn't it go to the neighbor go to the neighborhood, you know? And so I made it very pointedly so, like, what about me? Like, if we're just going to, like, value certain kinds of people, like, why why doesn't my kind of person get valued, you know? And I guess the modern woke answer is that I would qualify as, like, a privileged white cis male or something. And, like, those people don't deserve sympathy or compassion. And it's only, like underprivileged or like marginalized people that deserve compassion if that's your logic in the world like good luck I guess like fine like see how far that gets you I mean I guess in this world it will get you pretty far right now but I find it quite distasteful and 
I've experienced a lot of it. I just experienced a bunch of it just now, so I'm going to talk about it. Um, but yeah, just to close that loop, thank you to the people that give me their thoughts. Uh, I do like to hear them, and I guess I have to just offer this little apologia. Like, everything I say here, I don't know how you hear it. I do sometimes leave out important things that you probably know I think but I don't always say it explicitly and then maybe you're worried that other people in quotes hear hear me wrong and certainly I'm heard wrong like I guarantee you that I'm heard wrong but I don't know what to do about that like I don't know how to control for people that inherently hear me wrong and the stories I'm going to tell you tonight, like, there's just, I don't know what, to, I don't know if there's anything I can do. I don't know if it's worth worrying about, you know? But anyways, like, obviously I do have compassion for people. I have compassion for people beyond their group identity because I hate group identities. You can't have compassion for groups, guys. You can't have compassion for all women, for all black people, for all homeless people, like, that's not how it works. You know how different women are from each other? How different black people can think separate from one another? Like, you just cannot summarize a group of people. Groups of people don't suffer collectively. Groups of people are just shorthands for stereotyping and describing very poorly as, a, as like, a thing. Um, it's just not really possible to really break down the world in groups because there's just an infinite number of groups and individuals represent a myriad of ordered group identities. Like there's just no two people that have the exact same life experience broken down by group identity. So why are we bothering with that? It's just so asinine to me to try and describe the world that way. But okay, people love doing it. And it's just, I guess I should give up, like, talking with people that think that way. But like, I don't always know. So, all right, let's talk about today. Um, let's talk about tonight. I was just at this little gathering. And there were, I was sitting between two women. And they were both interesting in their own ways, as individuals tend to be. Um, and also a man who was really into like, like he made it clear he wasn't getting the vaccine. Uh, he was talking about terrain theory versus germ theory and how we don't understand health well enough to prescribe totalitarian attitudes about it. I'm kind of curious about that stuff, you know, like I'm not as concerned or bothered about following through on that stuff as he is, but I thought it was really cool that he was vocalizing his stance. And this was like, again, a boho house with like crystals and, uh, you know, records playing and, um, you know, plenty of vegan food and, but also burgers and everyone was wearing necklaces, you know, and it was cool. But like this kind of place fosters, a multitude of personalities, you know, like you can get 
uh, a really new age person that doesn't trust vaccines and you can get a very um, like a world traveler who's like very curious very uh, tempted to get the vaccine to live easier like whatever like there's just all sorts of people that can share space especially in like spaces that read is open-minded and I was like having this conversation with one of the girls who was cool and you know she was visiting from New York of course and it was all good um we talked about like some good issues some serious issues that I can't even remember now I am like slightly buzzed from the night but things turned on the topic of guns because um our host was lighting a candle with like this lighter that looked like a gun and then I just said to her like how do you feel about guns and when I said that, I kind of was, like, going for, like, a personal relationship to guns themselves. Like, is it fun to shoot them? Are you afraid of them? Whatever. And she, like, immediately went into, like, gun rights and ownership and, like, the trickiness of guns in the USA. I was like, right, right. I get all that. That's interesting. But, um, and, you know, she made a good argument, obviously, against guns. Um, she said, like, households should be limited to one gun because of militias. And I was, like, pushing her back a little bit on that because I don't know how logical or rational that is to, like, limit houses to one gun, whatever. <sighs> I'm sorry to belabor these points. Anyways, she turned to this shooting, the anti-Asian shooting. A guy somewhere in the States killed eight people six of them were asian women in a massage parlor various massage parlors there were a few different ones that he hit and basically you know she chose this gun shooting this mass shooting out of the several that have happened recently and her whole point was of course this was an anti-woman, anti-Asian hate crime. And my point was, how do you know that? How do you know it wasn't an involuntarily celibate crime of frustration and mental derangement? Why do you like jump to the fact that it's anti-Asian and anti-woman? Which was the wrong thing to say, because... We weren't really friends after I said that. Uh, she, I mean, we like, we talked it out a little bit. Her like aghast at me even suggesting that it might be deeper than just anti-Asian woman. I made the points like if he lived in a town with like Russian massage parlors that he would have shot Russian women. I made the point that if he was sexually satisfied. He wouldn't have gone shooting these women. That somehow, in some weird mental derangement, he associated the very specific people that gave him physical contact with the people that somehow deserved his ire and his hate and his shooting. Why is he so mentally unstable? How does he have access to guns? Like, there's a lot of questions. And she admitted, like, yeah, some of these are relevant things to wonder, but in the end, he shot Asian women, therefore, 
this is an anti-woman and anti-Asian crime. And there was really nothing I could say to change that. Not the fact that I'm part Asian, not the fact that my mom is an Asian woman, not the fact that there's, there's just his own words that describe his exact sexual frustrations. Like, none of that matters because she was very determined to think of this the way she wanted to. And, you know, she made the point, like, George Floyd, were those cops just anti-bodega, anti-convenience store? Like, and she thought this was a real throwdown move. You know, I, I'm re- so while I'm talking about this, I need to bring in these, this other girl who really got mad at me at the end of this night because I told her I had a podcast. And she was like, you know, you've been pushing people all night. You just poke people. You like to provoke people, don't you? And she was really pushing me when she said this. I was like, well, I'm naturally inquisitive. I do like to dig and, like, find what's interesting. And it's fun, you know, to have these kind of conversations. And, you know, like, I don't think of it as, like, a malicious thing. I think of it as, like, sophisticated, if I'm honest with you. Like, I think it's a sophisticated thing to do to, like, play around with our ways of talking about things and she was really triggered by this and she was like what's your deal like why are you bothering everyone you're bothering my friend you're bothering me like who are you <laughs> I kind of like got to that point I was like uh I'm just like having I'm just starting conversations like I'm just curious about what there is to talk about and I'm happy to leave anything alone we can talk about things on your terms like whatever And I admitted to having this podcast and she's like, well, there you go. Like, this is obviously just fodder for your podcast. And here I am talking about it. So yes, you're right. Pia, I am doing that. Like I'm now talking about the night. It's suddenly become fodder. Like I was going to talk about other topics today, but because I just had this kind of moment, I feel like it's worth talking about. I'm sorry. Like you're attacking me for wanting to express myself you know like what is that like you're just a journalist that's why you're digging around like yeah people there are some people with the predilection to dig around and be curious and provoke and be inquisitive and curious about the world like that's just a a way people can be and i'm one of them like why are you attacking me for that and she was just really upset she's like all night you've been badgering me like she was looking at her phone for like a long period at this dinner table And I was, like, not talking to anyone else. Like, she was the one I would be talking to, you know. And she was looking at her phone, and it was all text. Like, not even paragraph breaks, which I found interesting as somebody that looks at text. And I wasn't judgmental. Like, that's cool she's reading. Like, I couldn't see the words. I wasn't, like, reading over her shoulder. It was just, I all I saw was a wall of text. And I just said, that's a real wall of text. And I guess I presume that if I, if I heard someone said that to me, I'd be like, Haha, that's true. That's funny. It is like a real wall of texts. You know, like that's how I would respond. Or like, yeah, it's a wall of texts. I would just say it matter of factly. Or maybe I could say like, yeah, I'm reading about something really interesting. This is what it is. Or maybe I'm not telling you what it is. Like, I don't know. Like there's so many ways to handle that, you know, if someone says that to you. Yeah, maybe it's an annoying, like, maybe if you, like, already dislike the person, maybe if they're unattractive to you, like, maybe, like, give them a look and be like, don't talk to me. (laughs) Or maybe if you look at them and they're attractive, you think, yeah, you said something, and now I'm going to play with that and say something back to you, and it's going to be fun. Like, there's just, 
that's life, right? It's an improvisational act. Like, what do you do with that? I looked at, I looked over to you. I'm sorry. Like, people are allowed to do that. I looked over to my dinner partner. There was a screen that she was looking at. It was full of text, words, you know, a paragraph. Like, what's the problem? And yet, later in the night, at the end, she, like, got mad at this? Like, oh, you've been provoking people all night. You asked me what this text was. Like, I was starting a conversation with you. What's the problem? Yeah, but the way you did it. Yeah, you just don't like me. You don't like me. I'm sorry you don't like me. Like, what can I do about it? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be curious and ask this. And then, like, when I said, like, I have this podcast, she was like, ah, so you see, like, you're just like the media who you claim to despise or who, like, you know, you're talking about the narratives that the media brings up, which I was doing because I was talking about COVID with this guy who's, like, against the vaccine. I was talking about the narrative of, like, anti-Asian hate with this other girl who's, like, all about that narrative and like i just like to point out narratives like to you to your listener like we live in a world of narrative building and although news you read is supporting a narrative that's like what our world is made of and it's like who can tell the best story that's who you listen to and i ask you to listen to me because my story is that the world is full of stories and that you should be suspects you should be suspicious of all the stories including mine yeah i have a bias you know that you know my story you know who i am you know like generally what i'm talking about i'm admitting my biases i've gone on and on about my personal story and like how i come about in this world yeah like i'm privileged i i'm an american i i, I live at least half the time in europe i like to gallivant i like to have fun you know like i'm frivolous with my lifestyle like there are plenty like i'm open to judgment you can judge me it's fine you can like roll your eyes at me i'm a character i know that and when i know that like i see other people as characters too and it's like i'm poking fun like what character are you who are you like you're a character what kind of character like it's kind of like a it's an existential point of view. It's not quite nihilistic. It's not pointless and hopeless and meaningless. It's like we get to have fun in this world and make ourselves characters and make whatever we want out of everything. Like that's my angle. And I'm just pointing out here in this podcast that the world is full of angles and stories and that you should be like suspicious and questioning them. That's it. Like that's it. That's my whole point, you know, like... If we're talking about COVID, I just happen to be saying, for instance, maybe we don't have it all figured out. Maybe what you hear is all propaganda. Maybe you don't even know why you're doing things. Maybe you're putting on a mask even though you're vaccinated. Maybe you're putting on a mask in your own car by yourself. Maybe you're doing things that deserve questioning. And maybe you know the reasons. Maybe you're just signaling to other people. Maybe that's fine. Maybe that's a good enough reason. I'm not saying it's not. But it's it's worth noting. It's worth noting that, you know? It's worth noting, like, what's the goal here? Is the goal health? If that was true, then why this and that? Is the goal social points? Is the goal your reputation? I seem to be sacrificing my reputation every single day, you know? And I'm very aware of that. 
and it hurts. It does hurt. I'd rather be liked than disliked. And I know, you guys, that plenty of you dislike me for what I say. I can say the wrong thing or I can fail to say the thing that you know I think. And I come off as less likable, right? Like right now I just might be whiny to some of you. I Like, Keith, you're just ranting and whining. Like, that's not nice. Point taken. Point taken. But I'm just trying to share with you human experience when we don't understand each other and we don't want to understand each other or try to. That's what hurts me the most. That's why my theme song is Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. Because it hurts. And it's it's like, Keith, if you really don't want to be misunderstood, don't say provocative shit. Don't have a podcast. Just leave leave it alone, you know? And the problem for me is that I just can't do that, you know? I just can't do that. Like, it's 1 a.m. here in California, and I came home, and I was, like, really honestly, like, just ready to fall onto my bed, you know? I woke up at 7 today, and I, I thought maybe... It was time to sleep, but I just couldn't leave it alone. I just have to, like, take out my microphone, plug it into the damn hub for my whatever, and then plug that hub in the computer because of the USB stuff, and open GarageBand, and open a new file, and all this shit, you know? It's like a hassle, and life is just so full of these hassles. But I just have to do it because it's like, I'm feeling something. This is real. You know, like it's real life that I'm experiencing of getting canceled by a dinner party where it's like, okay, now we're sitting here awkwardly because I have bothered the two people next to me. But the other people don't seem to care. But yet the vibe is weird. Now I'm going to leave. But I can't just like literally walk up and leave. Like, I want to make it cool, and I just can't quite make it cool, so I'll get up and walk into the house and put on a record, because it's silent, and I'll pick a different record, because we've been listening to Dionne Warwick all night, so I'll put on David Bowie, and then I'll just stand around, like, I could, like, pee, but I don't need to, so I'll just stand in this room for a second, and that's weird, and then I'll walk back out and be like, well, I guess I'm gonna go, like, I wish I could leave it on a better terms, but that's up to this party, like, whatever, you know, like, that's real life. <laughs> That's what life is, you know? And it's just really sad because, like, the girl that was, like, into the anti-Asian stuff, like, she just kept bringing it up. Like, her and I were getting along really well. She's cool. She, like, owns a bar in Brooklyn. She's, like, a total traveler. The bar is Night of Joy. And she's, like, interesting. She's an interesting person. But, but she's poisoned by ideology. And she looked at me at the end of the night, and I said, it was good talking to you. And she said, yeah, it was good talking to you. It's just too bad that I am now disturbed. And that because you don't just admit that this was an anti-Asian woman hate crime, you are disturbing to me. That's what she said to me. And I looked at her like, that's your takeaway? And I said that. That's your takeaway from this night? Like, you're just, dis I'm disturbing? She said, yeah. That's it. And this was after, like, a couple hours of, like, good conversation on other topics. <sighs> that's crazy. That's, I think that's, like, literal insanity. 
that her ideology, the way that she's been trained to think, is so strong that she absolutely judges me and turns her back on everything else she knows about me in order to just write me off as a threat to that ideology. That's religion. I was an apostate. I have gone against the church of wokeness. I have said something questioning of the it, like the identity politics of it. And I'm therefore canceled. And the friend was very happy to like get her back. Like, you're just a provocateur. You're only here to sh- sh- like stir shit up. You're just poking everybody. I'm like, I'm just making conversation in a fun, curious way. Like, in my opinion, that's what I'm doing. And dear listener, maybe like you're with me, like you like open, fun discourse with some, I don't know, some uh, daring aspects. Or maybe you're with these girls, like, Keith, leave it alone. Just back the fuck off. Like, it's not your place, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, the fact that people think that way, like, so defensively, and the fact that they have all the power... That's a scary world for me to live in. And then, like, the last thing that the girls said to me was, like, well, look, with the Asian crime stuff, like, I guess you just wouldn't know what it's like to be attacked. And I said to her, I'm being attacked right now. (laughs) You guys are attacking me. Like, you're, like, chasing me out of this party because I'm, like, not thinking right. And you're attacking me. And there and this girl was like, yeah, not with guns. Back to the guns. Like as if like death is the only measurement. Like if I'm not dead because of somebody's like dislike of me, if I'm not literally dead, then it's fine. It's get over it, dude. Like you're just some white cis male. Like you're alive is not enough. Like that's the attitude. Like if you're alive, you have no right to complain. If you like have a bed, you have no right to complain because there are people that are dead. There are people that are dying out there. Like, are you serious? That's the game we're playing right now? Are we really playing that game? We're only comparing ourselves to dead people? What is this? What world are we living in? Like, we're like... Ideology, like, tears apart dinner conversations where people can't, like, hear out each other. Like, I just thought it was so nice to, like, hear this guy who's, like, anti-vaccine. Not all vaccines, but just, like, the COVID one. And he he wasn't the dominant voice. Like, everyone, like, there were people at this party that had been vaccinated. There are people that are very excited to be vaccinated. There, you know, the other girl that was, like, you're just a provocateur. Like, she's a hairdresser who's, like getting vaccinated for her work you know it makes total sense like i'll probably get vaccinated just so i can like live easier even though i'd rather not get vaccinated i'll probably just do it just to make life easier it's not for you it's not so that you feel safer it's just so that every annoying person i interact with on a daily basis at the airports at bars so that i'm allowed to go to places like that people chill out it's like Okay, your T-cells, like, I just learned this, like, it's not really about antibodies, it's about T-cells, and, like, people, you know, I could be wrong, but this is what I heard. I have not gotten this vaccine, I'll remind you. I have been living pretty normally, 
more normal than most everyone you know through this entire thing. And when I say normal, I don't mean reckless, and I don't mean dirty and unhygienic, and I don't mean socially irresponsible. I just mean normal. Like, I'm just living life, you know? And I'm very conscious of everybody, conscientious as I can be. But I've been around people that have gotten COVID, and I've just never never had it. And it's like, I think it's a testament to my health and my way of life and my diet and habits and whatever. I don't know. Knock on wood. Like, maybe I'll get it tomorrow, but I'd be shocked. (sighs) I just haven't had it. And, like, nonetheless, I guess I'll inject this vaccine into my body that I don't really want because I just... I do care about society, and it brings me to a point that I was, I was with my buddy today, and he was making this point, like, Keith, your podcast, like, it's cool and all, like, I listen, I'm a supporter, and I, I you know, I think what you're doing is valuable, because you're saying things that people don't say, but we all, you know, we all have to manage our, our life in society, and what he meant is that, like, I live in a society too, and I can't actually be like, fuck all y'all, I'm going to think what I want. I can't say that, and I don't want to say that. I just, I like thinking. I like philosophizing, you know? And I think that's my value. But that value isn't always appreciated, right? Like, there are just a lot of people that just don't appreciate that. They, like, literally feel attacked by that. But I'm not being violent. I am not deliberately attacking people. And so how is it my fault when people feel attacked? How is that my fault? I, how am I a bad guy because somebody else is sensitive? And yet that has been my life. I have lost friends, dear friends. Many of them. My best friend. My best friend in the world I have not talked to in a year because of this kind of stuff. Not quite a year. And, Neil, I'm going to call you at some point and try and, you know, get back into being friends. But, like, I, you know, in L.A., like, there are friends in my friend group that I don't talk with and it's hard. It makes everyone's lives harder because we don't talk. It's like, I don't know why, I don't even know why we don't talk. I said something insensitive. That's basically it. I said something insensitive. Is that really a reason to not be friends? Like are people so fucking sensitive that like any little like phraseology that disrupts their like very fragile mindset suddenly becomes cancelable. What is that? Grow up. Like, get some thicker skin, you know? Like, reality has to be tough. Do you know what's out there? Do you know what's out there? Snakes eat bird eggs. You know what I mean? Stepfathers rape children. It's insane the amount of, like, horror in the world. Tornadoes, like, destroy family homes. They destroy them. Like, cities go underwater. 
like the amount of like pain in the world is like it's immeasurable you know i watched a zebra i watched a zebra stand over her child's writhing body as it kicked itself in pain to death from being mauled by a leopard for hours and vultures flew around it like this is what happens in the world big cats maul horse relatives but they don't kill them and then the horse relatives stand vigil over a body that slowly dies over the course of a day or two with no painkillers, no even physical comfort, you know, like nothing. And the vultures just wait to eat it. Like that's the world that we live in, you guys. I don't know if you know that. There are humans that are born with bone cancer there are humans that like don't even eat in their entire life and they just die you know like there are (laughs) i don't know there's no point to go on get some fucking perspective like you can't handle uh a milo yiannopoulos figure in your in your life you can't handle Donald Trump's tweets. You can't handle, like, someone with a different opinion than you who thinks that maybe, like, tradition is valuable. You can't handle someone that thinks that, like, the free market is good. I, like, and when someone says that, if so, like, if you think, like, oh, we should really be taking care of everybody and someone else says, well, I don't know, I believe in personal responsibility, you think that that person shouldn't be allowed into your house ever again? Like, what the hell? Like, I just don't understand the amount of, like, self-righteous indignation that, like, American liberals feel nowadays. I can't even imagine, like, a conservative saying stuff like that. Because part of being conservative is, like, politeness and etiquette. And liberals are, like, so against that now. It's like, fuck you. Get out now. You don't belong here anymore. You were one of us until you said that wrong thing, and now you're done. It's over. That's what it feels like. It's bullshit. It's bullshit, guys. Like, let's get over ourselves, you know? Like, I just don't understand, like, where the fun went, where the, like, joie de vivre went. Why can't we, like, enjoy life a little bit? I know people have their issues. I know that. Like, people have issues. Of course. I'm sensitive to people's issues. I get it. I will absolutely get on the level in a somber way as somber as necessary. I still want to maintain like some levity. I think life needs levity. So sue me. But we, we just, we can't be, (laughs) 
We can't be so stiff that we break with the slightest breeze of wind. We have to be flexible as people, you know? And when I have a night like tonight, it just, it makes me sad. It makes me sad. It makes me personally sad and hurt because I don't like to be rejected and judged. And, you know, I don't like it when I leave that, like, everyone is saying behind my back, what the hell was his problem? Thank God he finally left. I'm glad he got the message. God, I was just waiting for him to leave. I can't believe he hates Asian women. How can he hate Asians? Like, what a self-hating Asian. How can he hate women? Like, what a misogynist. Like, that's what people think. If I merely say, you don't actually know why that killer did that. Unless you actually listen to him and he tells you that he did it for a different reason. You actually don't know why George Floyd was killed. What a racist. I can't believe that guy is so fucking racist. So glad he left. I never want to see that guy again. That's what's wrong. Like... Do you know how stupid that sounds, guys? I guess it's my own fault. Like, I I guess I think I need to, like, build up my own value system to be around people I get along with, people that agree with me and that I like. You know, like, my other, another best friend was in town recently. And it was great. <laughs> because we like agree on a lot of this stuff and it's like we can like sit around and like talk shit about like woke twitter and like just go on about how stupid corporations are and how you know there's just so many stupid things right now and it's really fun when you're like-minded to like make fun of them together you know that's great but like i'm sorry i just I also like a diversity of opinion. I like it when I disagree with people. I like it when you might say, Keith, think about this. Think about that. Like, cool. That's cool. You're right. Like, I should also think about it. But this or also that, you know, like, that's where I like to go. Whenever someone comes up to me and says, Keith, I think differently. I think this. I always say, interesting. Tell me more. Why do you think that way? What makes you think that way? Is it personal experience? Is it news? Is it your friend group? Like, explain yourself, you know? I want to be around people that like conversation. I don't care what you fully believe. I just want you to, like, stay open and keep liking the experience of life and not just don't like go so far. I think that's what being radicalized means is that like you prioritize these belief systems above life. That's what it is. That's what being radical is. And I don't prioritize any belief systems over life. I prioritize life. I like to live life. And part of living life is, like, disagreeing and debating. I really want leftists to learn that. I really want that because it's it hurts me that all my leftist friends, which is most of them, just end the conversation or, like, 
give me like these arguments, rhetorical arguments, like, well, it's not me that thinks this, but I just worry that some people might, yeah, sensitive leftists, I get it. I'm sorry, guys, like, I don't understand you. We have the same political opponents. I also hate Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump, but like, I don't understand you. And I I want to. And every time I try and understand you and I ask you, like, what do you mean? Explain your thoughts. You stop talking. You say, Keith, if we're going to be friends, we can't talk about this. Or you, like, literally stop talking to me in life. Like, how do you think you're right if you can't even defend your position to me? I'm not so antagonistic as to ignore you or shout over you like I want to hear you and you won't even tell me what kind of position do you have then you know and it's like why are we canceling our friends and stuff you know all right I made my point let's let's not go on this for this too long and my friend also mentioned this to me Keith if your point with the park uh, cleanup on homelessness is like what about me and my friends let us also enjoy the park why is it 40 minutes long <laughs> fair point man fair point i'll end this now uh this was a rant uh if three or more people tell me that this is like a bad look i might take down this podcast but given that this is a weekly podcast and it's been a week since my last one i thought i'd put this up um i welcome your thoughts patreon.com slash key thinking twitter.com slash keith thinking email keith telfan at gmail phone number should we do phone number (laughs) instagram keith pictures i am trying to picture a better world in which we can all think freely freedom of thought you know all right guys until next time ciao